Tatiana here, aka your tap out queen. To my P Square amazing, wonderful listeners, those who are passionate about the pussy and passionate about the penis, thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Auralicious A Tale of Sex. This episode is something very, very special and something I truly believe you will enjoy. The title of the podcast is called Sexual Fairy Godmother. I have a surprise guest all the way across the globe. Her name is Lucy Rowett. She is a sex and relationship coach in Brightonton, UK. I'll definitely give you more about her bio later on in the um, episode. This was also a pre-recorded interview, and I'm just so gracious and grateful for her time and her insight. She's a subject matter expert on sex and relationship coaching for couples, helping them to create love, intimacy, and passion that's sometimes missing in, in, in relationships. And my take on oral sex is, oral sex is to life as air is to breathing. It's much needed and relaxes your atmosphere. A balanced life is a healthy life, which includes many pleasurable things to offset life's challenges. Sex, whether it's through intercourse, therapy, or oral, does bring about pleasure and satisfaction. The one true element that they all have in common is trying to achieve sexual pleasure at the end of the movie. And of course, like I ask every guest that appear on my podcast, is oral sex still taboo? Yes or no? And I get them to explain their outlook on it, what they believe, why it might be still taboo. I definitely know it's still taboo because we know nowadays people, sucking dick is a requirement. And my thing is, speaking your tap out queen. Since it's required, be good at it. However, sex should never be one-sided. So if one person's only having orgasms, there is a problem. And how do we solve that problem? We communicate. We keep the lines of communication open and we have to learn to treat the body as something beautiful and artistic that you want to love on. And that's where your five senses come into play. Okay? Also, I subscribe to... Google's alerts and the topic that I subscribe to is called oral sex. So I get all these interesting snippets about oral sex and things that have occurred. And I always try to pick out the ones I think that will create conversation or make you think or get an aha moment. Well, I actually came across one and this is a Reddit user who revealed an oral sex ultimatum. This article was written by L. Griffiths, which was published on May 29, 2019. So I'm definitely going to share that with you before we jump into the pre-recorded interview with Lucy Rowett. So stay tuned. (music) 
So as I mentioned, you know, on right before the break, and thank you to my P-Square listeners for coming back, those who are passionate about the penis and passionate about the pussy. This is your beloved tap-out queen. Great things have been happening, though. I have to tell you, I've been teaching uh, my fellatio workshops, um, getting a lot of traction in New Jersey. I did about three classes here in New York. Huge shout out to Rudy. <laughs> you know who you are, Rudy. Thank you so much. I had about two groups from Atlanta come in, you know, and um, learn my amazing tap out queen secret, which is also in the book, people. Okay, if you want to learn. But again, you know, hit me up, ask Tati, A-S-K-T-A-T-T-I, on how to learn the skill of tapping him out. And also, you exploding in his mouth, too. Remember, we don't do one-sided sex. No. But getting back to this amazing article that was written by L. Griffiths, it was published on May 29, 2019. It was a Reddit user who reveals oral sex as an ultimatum. But not everyone agreed with this post. So the anonymous man explained, and I quote, my wife recently decided she doesn't want to give oral anymore. Her reason is that she doesn't like it and she doesn't think she has to do it. Of course, she's right. No one forced her to give oral and she's entirely within her rights to refuse to give oral to me. This is what he's saying. That said, I've always hated having Friday dinners Friday night dinners with my in-laws. My in-laws, my in-laws are nasty, judgmental people, and I feel I shouldn't have to spend my Fridays with people that I really don't like, that I just detest. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Uh, my in-laws are nasty, judgmental people, and for the last ten years, I spent almost every Friday night when I should be relaxed, relaxing from a long week's with people that I honestly detest on some level. He added, so I told my wife that's fine. She doesn't have to, but that I'd also like to stop doing something, which I hate, spending every Friday night with my in-laws. She said that I was an asshole and that the situations are different. He disagrees. We're both stopping something we hate despite it making other people happy. I think we both are within our rights to do so and neither of us are assholes. This is what he's saying in the article. Unsurprisingly, some Reddit Redditors, people who subscribe to Reddit.com, saw his point. I actually do too. And <laughs> I'll explain to you why. And I'm still reading from the article. One said, I'm guessing he sees his in-laws way more often than he ever received oral sex. He's doing something he hates a lot more than she was. Another agreed, adding, every Friday for 10 years, my dude, you're definitely not an asshole. I agree. <laughs> um, however, again, it's a lot more comments. Um, but... The funny thing, again, is, but some saw the man's behavior as petty and arguing. I reckon your wife thinks you're trying to emotionally blackmail her, which is kind of, I agree with her too. I would take the time to explain why you feel the way you do about meeting them every Friday and separate the oral issue as much as possible. 
I do agree. See, again, love should not come with conditions, especially in relationships. And in the marriage, definitely shouldn't be any conditions. It's about communication. This is something you truly enjoy. Explain to her openly why you enjoy this. I think also you have to explain to her how you detest going to your in-laws, but yet you do because you love her and you want to make her happy. And explain to her why sucking my dick makes me so happy. But you have to say it with love and compassion and sincerity. Okay? And it should be something that you both should try to work together to make it harmonious. Okay? Because ladies who are married out there that's not sucking dick, if you're not doing it, someone else is or will. Men love having a dick suck. They just do. It's in my book, Why? <laughs> so subscribe to my podcast and or uh, feel free to, to buy my book. But I also explain to you in the book, Oralicious, oral the truth about oral sex, intimacy and, passion, intimacy and passion, why men love having their dick suck. The throat does not expand and it stays moist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So getting back to this, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate when we have to bring in conditions pertaining to our intimacy with one another, you know, but again, that's why I say it's important to communicate. I think by him giving her an ultimatum is pretty much giving her like an aha moment that I do things that I don't like doing to make you happy by going around your parents who I just find to be so rude, obnoxious, and they're mean, but I still go and I've been doing this for 10 years and you call me an asshole. That's not fair or cool. However, I know you don't like sucking my dick, but I love it. Can we work together to make it work for both of us? I love eating you out. Hey. So again, it's about communication, people. Okay. So again, hit me up or leave her posts on my podcast. Subscribe to my podcast, please. (laughs) And leave your comments of what you think about this particular episode. Um, Do you think that having an ultimatum when it comes to oral sex is cool. Should you do it? Should you not do it? If you don't do it, then I'm not going to do this. I don't think that's cool either. Okay. But anyway, um, now getting to our amazing guest, Lucy Rowett, who is totally awesome. I'm going to read you her bio. So my special guest is Lucy Rowett and she spells her name R-O-W-E-T-T. She is a sex and relationship coach in Brightonton, UK. And she loves tea. <laughs> I love that. So I'm definitely going to send her a nice box of teas, but like specialized teas from New York. Okay. And we both enjoy Earl Grey. <laughs> we both said if if the the bergamot is dense, it kind of re- resonate in the tea of Earl Grey. And you just love it because the pungent smell is just so provocative. And it's just something great. We both enjoy Earl Grey tea. So anyway, she helps people create the love, intimacy, and passion that's missing sometime in their relationships. She is an all-around sex geek and proudly sex positive, also known as your sexual fairy godmother. Hmm. Uh, Lucy was trained in clinical sexology and co-active coaching, but she is not a sex therapist or a psych, excuse me, a psychotherapist, but a sex coach. And she was also trained by the one and only Dr. Patty Brenton. 
and we'll talk. You'll hear about all that, you know, uh, in the pre-recorded taping. So I really hope you enjoy it because I truly enjoyed our time together. It was phenomenal. So your Tapa Queen Tatiana, here is Lucy Rowett. You would not believe who I have. She's known as the sexual fairy godmother. Oh, and wow. she is actually in the UK. I love that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Lucy Rowett. Did I pronounce that right? Rowett. At least you didn't say Rowett. Rowett. Some people say Rowett, but yeah, it's Rowett. Rowett. Okay. And that's R-O-W-E-T-T. And also, you can definitely go to her website at Lucy rowett.com she is an amazing sex and relationship coach in brenton uk so brenton. that means you're going to oh, brighton, brighton sorry brighton. Brighton, <laughs> i just for that brighton uk okay so definitely check out her her um instagram account which is amazing i love her quotes she have on there she was actually just quoted in glamour magazine by the one and only Gigi ingle okay and and I actually learned of Lucy Rowett by Gigi Ingle. And Gigi Ingle was my guest, my special guest, Love You Girl, who did my last podcast post, uh, Shame Free Sex is Well Overdue. So please check that out. But it was Gigi Ingle um, who gave me... Um, enlightenment about this amazing young woman because uh, she did a, a phenomenal post about her and quoted her in Glamour magazine and anything that G.D. Ingle does do say speak I'm always in tune because she's another badass so I have another badass on the podcast aka Lucy Rowett from Brightington UK and thank you for that correction Lucy and she loves Tease. Now, what's your favorite tea? You know I was going to get that, girl. What's your favorite oh, tea? Oh, God, yeah, typical British girl. She loves her tea. I'm a bit obsessed with tea. Um, tea is one of my, my many pleasures in life. Um, I'm obsessed with all kinds of tea, and I'm actually going to be doing a workshop with one of our local tea shops here in Ooh. Brighton called Intimacy. Get it? Oh my God, I love that. So I no, I definitely gonna send some because I'm humbly grateful. I have to send you a special tea from New York. <laughs> please do, please do. I'm, I'm a tea, I have a tea fetish. I love tea. That's awesome. Yes. So my fair listeners, those who are listening, you can hit me up on my um email if you know any special special blends that you think Lucy <laughs> love. Hit me up and I'll definitely send you something great. So ask oh. Hati, ask. T-A-T-T-I at gmail.com, okay? No, 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 because I love tea, especially loose teas. Oh, but yeah. I, yes. And oh, it's, gosh, I'm it's obsessed a, with It's them. living a pleasure-filled life, and it's realizing <laughs> and it's what brings you pleasure. For some people, it's wine. For some people, it's gin. For me, it's tea. One of my pleasures in life. I'm a bit obsessed with Earl Grey, and I do make a thing about it. Me too. Yeah. I love Earl Grey. Yeah. And I think it's the bergamot that's in it that, especially a good dented bergamot, really <laughs> makes you appreciate the Earl Grey. It oh my really God. Does. It really does. I know. <laughs> it's, um, and it's because we were talking earlier before we pressed record about living sensuously and sensually and living with all of your senses. And I love the smell of different teas and how they, they, they really invade your senses, how the different different blends you can get. And I love, I'm really all about living with all of your senses, sight, sound, taste, touch, hearing. Yay! 
Is that all of them? <laughs> I'm trying to count all of them oh on my hands. Goodness. How many? No, yeah. no, go ahead, Lucy. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, living, living with all of your senses. And that is the essence of living a pleasure-filled life, which is living with all of your senses. That is so true. Did you check out my website? You got to check out my website. Because that's what I talk about, Um, It basically, again, the pleasure journey, getting back to basic. And it's about, of course, kissing simple stuff. But you're missing out on your true sexual pleasure potential if you're not incorporating your five senses the way that they were designed to be incorporated into exactly. your sexual pleasure. Exactly. I, no, seriously. So I'm not crazy. Okay, good. That's good. No, okay. And so then, let me, let me <laughs> go ahead. What'd you say? No, no, carry on. Okay, good. So let me just give you some more amazing um, tips about this amazing young woman. Okay, so again, she is a lover of tea, um, various type teas, but you know, um, definitely um, make love to her palate. How about that? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. And she's about, you know, creating love and intimacy and passion um, in relationships for people to tap into that. You know, um, she's also known around as a sex geek and profound sex positive. Um, um, how do I say this? Um, subject matter expert. You call that's what we call that here. In, in, well, in, one of my official titles is clinical sexologist. So, oh, okay. I'm really earning that. Yeah, I am a clinical sexologist. Okay, so she's a clinical um, sexologist and a sex and relationship coach. Okay, which is so profound. But also, she comes under the tutelage of Dr. And I know you mentioned this because I definitely want to talk to you about her philosophy. Dr. Patty Britton. Yes, Dr. Patty Britton. is this what what drew you into the realm of, of the sex positive culture? a long story because people always ask me so how did you become a sex coach and it's like well I don't know it's just isn't it just something that people do um it's um it's I always um I always knew I wanted to do something I was really passionate about and then after developing a chronic illness and then going through the whole period of recovery and recovery is also about finding yourself again and finding what you're passionate about so I was going through my own journey of healing and expansion and I was engaging in the whole conscious sexuality tantra movement and I knew I wanted to work in it I wasn't sure how and then I met Dr. Patty Britton and her part uh, late partner Dr. Robert Dunlap he died unfortunately two years ago I met them presenting on their program of sex coach training in London three years ago no four years ago now oh my god four years ago um no, yeah, four years ago. I'm trying to keep track of times and dates. Um, <laughs> and I, I really resonated with what they did. And so I thought, well, life's too short not to do what you love. So I did it. I trained with them. And since then, I have done other trainings as well. I've gone to conferences. I network. I network a lot. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of my um, – I've gone to lots of sex therapy um, conferences and a lot of my colleagues are sex therapists and my training which is sex coaching is different well similar but different and so it's interesting certainly in the UK because mm-hmm. I'm one of the few graduates from their program in the UK and 
networking with people from the more sex therapy world, from the more alternative sexuality world or sexological bodywork world, you're seeing where I fit in with that. And so part of what I do now is I organize a networking and meetup group for sexuality professionals in Brighton across the full spectrum. Mm -hmm. And so I really pride myself on my approach as being full spectrum, sex positive, holistic, encompassing all the different worlds. Um, so yeah, I, that's kind of a roundabout way of saying how I became why I do what I do. Okay. Uh, I came from a very religious family. Um, I, my family is still very religious. So, and if you come from a religious household, it's not particularly sex positive. Growing up in the church is not particularly sex positive. So I had that to contend with as well. Maybe um, part of what I do is a kind of healing some of the past of the religious conditioning i think a lot of your listeners could probably relate to that that if you grew up mm -hmm, in a very, mm -hmm. or if you're still in a very religious household mm -hmm. or religious environment very much so. very having much so. to contend with those very sex negative messages especially mm -hmm, on purity mm -hmm. culture purity i mean when i was a teenager purity culture was a big thing um and i think now we're starting to realize that purity culture actually harms people more than it helps people especially girls especially girls and young women um so yeah coming out of that and trying to navigate the world. I can't really imagine doing anything else now, to be honest, but yeah. And interesting you say that because granted, you know, we, we live in a culture, especially here in, 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 in America, where Puritan way of thinking is still pushed. But yeah. on top of that, we have patriarchal mindset. Yeah. So we have a mixture of all this 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 thing that still degrades a woman's sexual pleasure journey as something still not important. Yeah. We're only there to have babies and the fact that women now want to have orgasms is is still not important. I would say we have similar in the UK, although maybe not as extreme. Um, okay. In the UK, of course, we come from Puritanism as well. Um, mm -hmm. you know, the, Britain was puritanic years ago and we mm -hmm. still have that mentality so mm -hmm. there is a, an, I believe maybe just from my perspective there is an awakening happening and there oh, is yeah. more happening where more it's becoming more mainstream female sexual pleasure is becoming more mainstream and there's small pockets of women realizing actually you know what I deserve an orgasm as well it's interesting because yes. I used to work as a home party consultant for um, mm -hmm. a company called Ann Summers, which is yeah. kind of like pure romance in the US. Um, okay. So it's home party, like lingerie and sex mm -hmm. toys. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting because the women who buy from Ann Summers or who are uh, Ann Summers consultants themselves, for them it's still quite a new world, but actually women are actually, I want to buy a vibrator because I want to feel pleasure. I want to have an orgasm for the first time. Yes. Uh, for the first time because they realize that partner sex isn't necessarily doing it for them that they're confused around their bodies that they don't understand why they're not having multiple orgasms from partner sex or why they're just feeling numb and shut down in their bodies and that sex just feels really weird to them so there's this kind of awakening of i know i should be having more but i don't know what that more is so here's a question to you lucy and again thank you for that um informative of uh, feedback because you are a trained um, clinical psychologist. Sexologist. So, sex, excuse me, sexologist. Sex, right, sexologist. Our bodies were designed to have orgasms. This is not a myth. No, it's not, Am I right? it's not a myth. Right. 
Okay. Well, no, because some people think it's a myth, especially when it comes to women. Oh, my God. So do you believe that our bodies were designed to have orgasms? Women especially. Of course. I mean, that, that for me, that seems like a no-brainer. Of course they were. If our bodies weren't designed to have orgasms, then we wouldn't be having orgasms. Thank it's, you. And it's, okay, I got for a second. I, it's okay, weird okay. when you say that, I'm thinking, who the hell told you it was a myth? But then, of course, some people think that the female orgasm is a myth, and I think, bloody hell, your poor wife or your poor Especially in our, no, in our country. I hate to say that. Oh been, and, and I'm not anti-male, and I need to be clear on that. They promote Viagra. Yeah. Women, the woman Viagra was turned down. I, I think it was rejected from the FDA. I, I don't know really what happens, and I will do my research before I take this live. Um, but it's, it's like we, our orgasms matter too. We yes. want to have two. It's, it's healthy. It's interesting. it's interesting in the UK because Viagra has now been uh, – Done, you can now get it over the over the counter. You can order it, and for women? Can, no, for men, uh, male Viagra. Oh. The Viagra is very normalised, and it's actually interesting that they you know, have adverts for Viagra on the TV as well. And I'm not anti-Viagra at all. I, no, I hear you. I hear you. Yep, but at the same time, um, there's actually been studies that have shown that Facebook, the good old-fashioned sex-negative Facebook, it will allow adverts promoting male sexual health products, but not necessarily female sexual health products to do with female sexual wellness um vibrators pleasure although i have seen adverts for hanks which is a mm-hmm. female friendly condom company mm-hmm. um, i saw the omg yes i i love omg yes i have access to that they were able to um advertise a few uh, years ago but it's an interesting conversation i have with all of my colleagues um with mm-hmm. the constant battle with facebook and Facebook advertising, you cannot, if you are a sexuality professional, it's, you have to jump through all sorts of hoops and basically not use the word sex in order to promote your work, which is... Oh my God, listen, yeah, yeah. And you know my Instagram, I, I, for the first time out of eight ads, I, first of all, I had to revamp my entire website, Lucy, because I had oral sex as one of the forefronts on my page. Mm-hmm. And I was getting a lot of backlash. So I revamped the entire thing. And again, I'm about learning life, learning lessons. Okay. So now my, my tagline, the pleasure journey, getting back to basic, live in a fast paced, sexually cultured, instant gratification culture where they define how we're supposed to have an orgasm from A straight to Z, forgetting about what's in between B through Y. So that's where I come in. And I talk about B through Y in it includes our five senses. It period. does. It does. It includes the five senses, and it's slowing down. Um, sometimes yeah. I think the ess- one of the essences of sexology, one of the essences, is slow down, focus on pleasure. Where do you feel good? How can you feel more of that? And work on your shame. But there's many other there's many other aspects of sexology as well. But this is a lot of how I work, which is slow mm-hmm. down. And again, stop being goal-oriented, which is very difficult because if you want to have an orgasm, you want to have an orgasm. At the same time, there's so much more pleasure you can experience on the way to orgasm as well. And I talk a lot about living a pleasure-filled life, which is 
you know, how you approach pleasure outside of the bedroom is how you approach pleasure inside of the bedroom. So are you allowing yourself to feel pleasure outside of the bedroom? Are you allowing yourself to feel the sun on your skin? Are you allowing yourself to indulge in all different kinds of pleasure? And it ties into empowerment and also life purpose as well. Where am I feeling a yes? Where am I feeling a no? What feels good to me? Where am I feeling a humming? And where am I feeling my body contracting? It all, it all feeds into each other. And it really does. I like I, that. I read this really interesting book years ago because I used, mm-hmm. before I was a sexologist, I was a language student and a language cheater. Okay. And I was reading a book about French women compared to English women. And this is just one example, but how they said that in French culture and also a lot of different European cultures, although some mm-hmm. of them, it's a different mentality where they have a different attitude towards pleasure <laughs> compared, very, very much so. compared to British and American mm-hmm. culture because we come from a more, a more puritanic, mm-hmm. a puritanism. Mm-hmm. And in lots of different European cultures, pleasure is just a given that, you know, live. And I am generalizing, by the way, because I'm sure a lot of French women may be listening to this thinking, what the hell is she on about? I'm work. I don't feel any pleasure at all. It's, it, I'm generalizing. <laughs> and in the same way. Yeah, and you know, for the same way, lots of Italian women as well, in Italian culture, it's about slowing down and paying attention to the senses. And this is what we have to embody and to pay attention to the senses and to, and to also work on your bucket loads of shame <laughs> that we all have. We all sexologists. Hey, you know, I like that, the bucket load of shame, which is basically you're telling yourself, stop beating yourself up on your um, idiosyncrasies or your flaws. Every human being that exists has a flaw. Yeah. But well, I was- where's my feet? I would also say shame in terms of your sexual shame. So we all have sexual oh, shame okay. as well. Sexual shame is something we all have, sexologists included. <laughs> yeah, why do you think we got into this field of work? <laughs> we all have sexual shame. And we have to be aware of that. We all have mm-hmm. sexual shame. And it's just whether you're aware of it and if you're working with it and working to release that sexual shame. Oh, and, I love that. So, and so a lot of the time what's standing between you and experiencing more pleasure and more orgasms is shame and how you're shaming yourself, how, um, how you're feeling in your body and your relationship to your body. Um, I often talk about for women, we are kind of girls are brought up not to be girls are brought up to be good girls. We're told not to be slut, not to be slutty. Don't be slutty. And so for a lot of women, we really internalize that message of don't be slutty, that to be sexual is wrong. And for some women, actually to be sexual could be dangerous if they had a history of assault as well, where perceived sexuality means danger or means mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. violence. So there's that internalized message of to be sexual is to be bad and we shouldn't. So they end up shutting that, self, that part of themselves off and denying that part of themselves. So again, it's and that's the sexual shame you're talking about. Part of it. I mean, sexual shame, we all, there's like a collective sexual shame. You know, thanks patriarchy as well, because men have sexual shame as well. Um, you know, shame around our genitals, shame around our desires, mm-hmm. around enjoying mm-hmm. our bodies, around. Right, because we're conditioned to think that enjoying just the act or the art or just the notion of enjoying sexual pleasure is the worst thing that could have ever happened. I know. No, Marilyn Monroe said it. And on the cover of my book, I have a beautiful quote by her. She goes, she, she, and the quote is so, she goes, we are all born sexual creatures. Thank God. But it's a pity so many people despise this natural gift, Lucy. Yeah. 
I would also say that I, I can quote a very famous sex therapist, Dr. Marcy Klein. I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. but I may not be saying it exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's sex is bad, dirty, wrong, di- and dangerous, shameful. Save it for someone you love. <laughs> so it's like this message. Wow. You yeah, it's it, that's the message. It's sex is bad and dirty and disgusting. Only do it with someone you love. It's like what kind of message is that sending to people? <laughs> right. But, and like, so, it. so sexual. And it's also interesting if you look at the way that um, sex is talked about in the media a lot of the time, where sex is only it's only appropriate to talk about sex in a dangerous context. So talking about uh, sexual assault or sexual mm-hmm. violence or exploitation or trafficking, that's the only time that it's okay to talk about sex and not about the pleasurable aspects of it as well. So exactly. is it then any wonder that if you're looking at mainstream representation, like even, I think even in, in Facebook's policies, they will allow posts that talk about sex trafficking, exploitation, abuse, but not the pleasurable aspects of sex. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, so I think I'm going to rename this episode uh, called Sexual Shame because I think with that, um, it's going to get people curious and you did an excellent job at defining what sexual shame is for men and women, mm-hmm. you know, and shedding light on this that is not bad and disgusting and you should feel shame because pleasure is something good. Pleasure for the body is something refreshing and the body welcomes it. it this does. is all natural stuff. And listen, I admire swingers. I admire those who swing off the ceilings. And, <laughs> swing and, off the ceiling. And, you no, know, swing off the ceilings <laughs> and beautiful um, chandeliers. I like that idea. I want to swing off the ceiling. Seriously. <laughs> A swing from ceilings, chandeliers, uh, strapped in a swing, all that good stuff is extra. That to me, and I'll be honest, that to me is only the cherry on the cake. But that's not the freaking act itself. Because all of this, everything on our body, everything, Lucy, regarding our five senses, is an amazing tool yeah. that you can have explosive orgasms. Without, and again, I'm not knocking tools, people. But our bodies are beautiful, free, natural tools. What do you say? Exactly. exactly. It's free. But yeah, yeah, what's it? The yes. best things in life are free. And it is free. And it's where you don't have to spend a fortune in order to enjoy yourself and to feel pleasure. At the same time, it's if you love getting your nails done and that brings you joy and pleasure, then do it. Get your nails done. It's tune into where you're feeling that. And um, I always use the, the um, example of sun on your skin because I live in Britain and we don't get a lot of sun. It's like raining. But it's like whenever I, whenever, yeah, come to Britain, it's rain. Um, what I love, whenever, there, whenever, oh, whenever the sun is shining, I really make a point of trying to feel it on my skin and noticing how lovely and delicious that feels. Or just drinking, oh. yeah, it's, and or being in a hot, being in a hot shower and Showers are so, I love being in hot water. I love water. And I feel like I'm reborn every time I go in something hot. Notice that sensation or, you know, smell almond croissants. Go walk past a bakery and smell the almond croissants. Or seeing a beautiful floral or flower. It takes my breath away. And this is, your eyes see something beautiful. And when that does, it's like your, your, your body is embracing the beauty of life. 
exactly. That's not and orchestrated by something that's fictitious. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, yeah, pay attention to the beauty that right. is life. And also, I like that. Oh, I love that. Pay attention. And You're giving me goosies, man. <laughs> you don't what? You're giving me goosies. I oh, mean, goosies. Goosies. I like that. Yeah, that's what Jerry J- J- calls them goosies. <laughs> it, it's. Yeah, life is, life is pleasurable. And for me, one of my main pleasures, one of my primary senses is um, smell. I'm a very smell-oriented person. That's just me. So for me, things have to, I, I'm very attracted to really like natural perfume and gorgeous scents. For me, that is big. And now I'm remind, thinking maybe I should buy some more flowers for the place I live just because I like the smell of fresh-cut flowers. Um, Every Friday, I treat myself to fresh flowers. Oh my god! Okay, I need to do that. I love, yeah. uh, I love, you know, room sprays. I, I prefer natural scents, so essential oils. Uh-huh. For me, that mm-hmm. that's something very sensual and sensuous, and it's yeah. a lot of it is also giving yourself permission, which is what I do with my clients. It's a huge permission slip. I, I'm also I describe myself as your pleasure permission slip giver, which is. Oh. Yeah, pleasure permissions that give it. You are allowed to feel pleasure and to enjoy your body. And I think for a lot of women, it's actually giving yourself that permission that you can enjoy your body with all of your senses and live life with all of your oh. senses and be that sensual woman who walks swinging her hips. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, wait, 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 wait. wait. I'm, I'm getting overwhelmed and verklempt, okay? Let me explain okay. to you why. <laughs> okay, so I have a drama series called five senses a tale of sex Mm -hmm. and i wrote five compelling stories based on the five senses Mm -hmm. i'm gonna send you the book and why i'm overwhelmed right now is because when i wrote this drama series i tapped into each sense sense Mm -hmm. senses as their own individual Mm -hmm. like smell and sight and i think they're amazing stories and it's just confirmation that we have to take our senses more serious than we think. Yeah. Because just like you said, you love, you, you, you're like an aromatherapy naturalist where you love smell. Mm-hmm. Like my eyes see the beauty of flowers. Like I will, I'm, I'm driving, I'll pull over on the road to take the most beautiful picture of foliage because yeah. it's so beautiful. Like I, I really get like overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So I get it when you say how you love the smell of just authentic things naturally, yeah. you know, one of my, that's, uh, that's amazing. Before I was a sex coach, one of my previous incarnations, I had a small business making perfume. I used to oh. perfume me <laughs> and I learned yeah. natural perfume. I know I, I, I keep saying, I wish I had time to make perfume again. Cause it's, I know. Like, it's it, if, if I had more time, I would, I would do another languages degree and I would learn perfume, do perfume. But wow. it, I, I loved making perfume and my former perfume teacher, she's now um, stopping her business because she's doing a PhD in something completely different. And so she had a sale on all of her amazing high quality natural perfumes. And I'm like, oh, Seriously? but yeah, um, there she's buying it. Yeah, I did. And I'm waiting oh. for it to arrive. I'm really annoyed. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm checking the post every day. <laughs> it's, it's, I want that. Wow. And also, um, I was thinking because yesterday, um, I, obviously I, I run a group for sexuality professionals in Brighton and all, around the UK. And we had a talk yesterday by, by every 
meet up we have someone giving a talk and we have okay. someone talking about their their workshop called sensual kink and oh. sensual kink or sensual and kink. I like that. yeah and it's about sensual kink. Sensual it. kink and it's it's a, it's basically using all of the senses and consent okay and she started off by reading us a perfume, not a perfume, a poem about uh-huh. all the five senses. She got us to close our eyes and really notice the description. So when you were saying that, it's like, yeah, again, paying attention to the senses. And that I'm also a big fan of BDSM and kink. I think it can be, um, there's a lot of misconceptions around it, that it's, all very, that it's you know, really harsh and severe and dangerous. And actually it can just be really fun. And it's, again, it's about paying attention to sensation. A lot of kink is, well, some of it is paying attention to different sensations and noticing the sensations in your body and what pleasure that, that uh, creates within the body. And then, well, when you get them up, you have to share that poem with me because, and I'll not to, to cut you off, but... I'll have to Maybe. ask her <laughs> where she okay, find, Trust me, I can find it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I want to tell you is that the, um, there was a drama series called Masters of Sex. And I know you've seen Yeah, it. that was a few years ago now. Right. But what I loved about that drama series, it wasn't the actual drama series. It was the opening sizzle trailer. Mm-hmm. If you allowed your five senses to tap into, and I'll send you the link to it. Oh my God. It is mind blowing because when you look at it, the trailer and allow your five senses to kick in, mm-hmm. it's the most beautiful orgasmic trailer I've ever seen about sex. Mm-hmm. Wow. Seriously. It's okay. beautiful. It was, it was quite a few years ago. That series. Was oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I know. And I remember that. Cause I remember that was, that was way before I was a sexologist and I was still embarking on my own kind of, path of sexual healing and exploration mm-hmm. so i remember watching that and being like oh oh this is really cool it's really interesting oh they've got real sex scenes oh that's cool <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because i actually studied a bit of masters and johnson as part of my training oh, okay. they some of the ori- okay. they are some of the original sexual sex yes. pioneers mm-hmm. you know, their mm-hmm. model of a sexual response cycle is still used exactly today, even mm-hmm. though we kind of have evolved a bit from that you know they mm-hmm. were the first people the first uh you know, pe- the first people to properly study sexuality and oh, yeah. the sexual response yeah. cycle, mm-hmm. which is very, very, gra- so. yeah, very groundbreaking. Before oh, they were. They really were. And what is so interesting, before every class I do, I play it, and then when I'll introduce the five senses, I'll have I'll replay the, the trailer. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because when your mind is not there, you're looking at just a trailer. Mm-hmm. But that trailer... Is it speaks so much volume about how your five senses operate? Yeah, you'll never look, you look at things totally different, like, oh, okay, oh, yeah. Is it was when I mean sexually charged, Lucy? It was sexually charged. That trailer, I can't remember that trailer, so I'm gonna oh, as, soon, amazing. as soon as we as soon as we ring off, I'm gonna have to look on YouTube and and then I know we got to wrap up. Um, so Definitely want to share with my P-Square listeners, thank you for staying for the duration of this awesome interview with the one and only and badass Lucy Rowett, who is from Brightonton, UK, who has a tea fetish. (laughs) But most importantly, she is a clinical sexologist and sex and relationship coach. She was trained by the one and only Dr. Patty Brenton. So, Lucy, give me one takeaway that you want to share with my P-Square listeners 
the one thing that was uh, monumental or life-changing for your career as a sex coach? Um, what was one thing that she left with you that catapulted your journey to becoming a sexologist? Wow. Clinically um, sexologist. Um, I would say... I guess I can kind of recite her credo, one of her credos, which is celebrate your sexual self. And oh, I like that. Celebrate, See, your sexual, at- celebrate your sexual self. And she's very much about that in her training and the work that she's done. And it's really embrace and celebrate your sexuality as a divine and sacred part of you that's not separate. So it's really embracing all of that. And as though, as though, you know, because a lot of us, we can be very into personal development. So we can work with our thoughts and our feelings and our career goals and our aspirations. And, you know, people, I, I work with a lot of the holistic crowds. So we're very into doing yoga and drinking green juice and juice fasts. I don't, I've never tried to juice fast, but, you know, just holistic living. But you leave your sexuality and your pleasure and your wellness out of that. And so it's really celebrate that aspect of yourself. And what I loved about her approach is that it's a whole person approach. She uh, created a model of working with clients called MEEPS, uh, which is mind, emotion, body, energy, and spirit, which comes mm-hmm. from a shamanic medicine wheel. And it's really working with all of that when you're working with yourself and your clients that every, your sexuality isn't just about your body, isn't just about your desires. It's a whole package. And really understanding and working with that, that it's linked. And so when you're working with spirit, it not, it's not necessarily about a particular spiritual tradition or belief or practice. It's your, your connection to yourself, your connection to the universe. And really reclaiming that. Because especially when I came from a religious background, you know, sex is something bad and it's the opposite to spirituality that if you want to be a spiritual person, you have to transcend the body and transcend your carnal desires. I'm using quote marks here. Remember the carnal desires? Yeah. (laughs) Trans, exactly. Transcend them. And what I loved about Dr. Paddy's approach and why I got into Tantra initially is that it can be, you can have sex as part of spirit is that your sexuality is linked to your spirituality and that actually when you are connected to your body and the orgasm, that's actually a connection to God or source or whatever you want to call it. And And that's why I've always liked Tantra sex because Tantra, you have to slow down and feel and connect the energy. Yeah. And I honestly never met a guy who can slow down enough to just stay in the present, Mm -hmm. to enjoy that sexual energy. They want to fuck like, no, you're going to come too quickly anyway. No. Relax. And of course, it just never happened. But yeah, yeah, I I would have liked to love to learn the the, the depth knowledge about tantra because to me, that's that's another level of sexual pleasure. Well, I'm not a tantra. I'm not. It kind of. I mean, I'm not a tantra teacher, so I use I use elements of it with my clients, but I I can't. It's. I like the practice. I like the meditations and. I'm, I can't, I'm, I'm not an expert on Tantra in any way, shape or form, but I, I take a lot from teachers and it, again, it's slowing down. It's um, working with touch, working with mm-hmm. what you really want. Um, breath as well is really important. And mm-hmm. I love the work of Barbara Corellas. So like urban Tantra and ecstasy, isn't it? Have you heard of Barbara Corellas? 
No. Oh, the book Urban Tantra. It's amazing. And it's about how, how ecstasy and pleasure can be found everywhere and in everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. How okay. She gets the importance of communication, girl, because thank you. And I'm definitely going to check out Dr. Britton because I just love her. Like you said, that she celebrates or teach you how to celebrate your sexual self. Yeah. And sorry. what I loved about what you said when you were talking about um, other things you talk about, you literally just explain, rather than achieving an orgasm, experience an orgasm. And yeah. in order to experience an orgasm, you have to really experience self. Yeah. You know, and what do you think? Right? And it's taking the goal out of it. Because when it's like achieving like an orgasm, it's like trying to sprint to the end. And actually, there's no end, really. It's, it's in, and actually when you're allowing yourself to experience it, you're taking yourself out of that, uh, 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 trying to push yourself and actually just ar- surrendering to the moment and surrendering to sensation. Because if you're working, Ooh, I love that. if you're a woman who, and also men, men, sometimes men will struggle with orgasms as well. If you're struggling with orgasm, actually you need to stop trying to have one. Because <laughs> orgasm, right, this, this becomes very really methodical, right? Yeah. Well, also, this was, I think this was uh, a, uh, what was it, a belief that was started by Marston Johnson, which is that an orgasm is a natural bodily response. You can't control it in the same way you can't make yourself sneeze. You can create the right conditions for it, but you can't actually physically make yourself sneeze. Um, you can't physically make yourself orgasm. You can just create the right conditions for it. So the more, the harder you try and have an orgasm, actually, the the, the more you're not going to have an orgasm. That makes sense. Perfect. I'm writing while you're speaking. <laughs> yeah. Now that's awesome. Now this is awesome. Um, so we're going to start wrapping up because I know we got to get out of here. Um, so you pretty much touched on, um, you, you explained um, the difference between, like you said, achieving orgasm as opposed to experiencing it. Um, definitely people are pretty much aware about um, the difference between a sex coach and a sex therapy, uh, sex therapy. Did you want to tap into that a little bit or you have time? Oh, yeah, have I, mean, I can, I can that- say a little bit. I mean, it's, okay. I, I would say also it depends on the training. It depends because okay. I'm, I'm aware that, uh, perhaps the sex therapy trainings in the USA may be slightly different to the sex therapy trainings in the UK. Um, certainly in the UK, um, we call them psychosexual therapists. I don't know if that's the same okay. in the US. Um, I know that in the UK, there's lots of psychosexual therapy trainings. Um, something that was really drummed into me is that I'm not a sex therapist. So it's, it's a different way of working. Sex coaching is much more goal-oriented, future-focused, moving you forwards. Sex therapy mm-hmm. can work more with past, but then also I know lots of sex therapists who work very similarly to sex coaches and vice versa. So, but at the same time, there is a distinction between sex therapy and sex coaching. Um, sex therapy is not sex coaching is not very deep, intensive emotional processing as would happen in sex therapy. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess I have to make that distinction with people because people will call me a sex therapist a lot, and I say I'm, I'm not. I'm a sex coach. It's slightly different. I mean. I would say similar outcome, hopefully, in that if you're going to a sex therapist or a sex coach, that hopefully you'll be having a happy sex life at the end of it. But different okay. way, different way up the mountain, different ways up the mountain, different sex coaching like is much that. more goal oriented. So it's moving you forwards. Um, and also there's different sex therapy training. Some of them are much more pathologizing, which I really hate. Okay. I can't stand 
sex coaching is not pathologizing, so I'm not going to diagnose you with a sexual dysfunction. I'm not going to, um, I do not uh, pathologize your, your desires. I'm very kink friendly. Mm-hmm. I am LGBTQIA friendly and an ally. Um, there, are dif- there are differences between them. And it's, at the same time, I will refer you to a sex therapist if I feel that you need something more intensive. Um, okay. Yeah. So that, that's kind of the difference between the two, really. Well, I really appreciate you going into details with that. So to my Peace Square listeners, we had the pleasure of listening to Lucy <laughs> Rowett, and that's R-O-W-E-T-T, and her website is www.lucyrowett.com. And her email address is Lucy at LucyRowette.com. Please follow her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And again, she is phenomenal. I, it has been an honor and a joy to be here with her. And before we wrap up, I want to definitely make sure you guys know that she's just a click away. She's the most <laughs> honest transparent amazing clinical i can say that right um just want to make sure i get this all right okay cool 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 um sex relationship coach in brighton brighton uk yep but also i work with i work with clients worldwide as well so i work with clients either face worldwide that means global people I work with clients in Brighton, but also further afield. Um, so don't let distance stop you from working with me. No, I love that. And remember, she's trained as much as you can to represent the real bodies within your anatomy, you know, and um, also she's offering her pleasure resources. So make sure you check out her website. So what did you want to say just to close it out? Oh, no. Um, when I, in terms of try and find representation of real bodies. So try, try and see as many different naked bodies and different genitals as possible, because I believe that the more real naked bodies that you see, whether it's online or through TV shows or online resources, the more different kinds of genitals you see, the less shame you feel about your own. And okay. the less, the more you feel that your body is beautiful, because when you are feeling that you're, we all have body hangups, by the way, we all do. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. more, especially start aging. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And the more you start, the more you are hung up around your own body, the more you see other real bodies. Because I think in the UK and the USA, we have a really messed up attitude towards nudity. And actually, the more. Really? Yeah, in the UK as well. And that, in terms of... in, if you guys are more freer than we are here. Maybe. Oh, God. I don't about know. sex. Nah, the Europe, it's different. But it's... Okay. The, the more real naked bodies that you can see in a non-sexualized context, the less shame you feel around your own body. And the more you realize that all bodies are beautiful, the less shame you feel about your own body, the more pleasure you can experience. Wow, that's amazing. So, again, a round of applause for our amazing sexual fairy godmother who also gives out pleasure permission slips. <laughs> your sexual pleasureness with your five senses. And again, she's a click away. I highly recommend you guys reach out to her because I've truly, truly enjoyed speaking with Lucy Rowett for this amazing time that we did. And I'm humbly grateful. Enjoy your teas. Continue to be beautiful. Share your beautiful spirit. And thank you for enlightening us people of our naturalness called our five senses, sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell. And I'll say it nicely. 
sight, sound, taste, touch, and smell, which is free. We all have them within us. Right, Lucy? We do. We really do. Yeah. Well, you're amazing. And feel better. And thank you for taking this time with me. I really appreciate it. Love you, girl. Have a good one. Okay. So I hope you truly enjoyed my pre-recorded interview with Lucy Rowett, who resides in Brightonton, UK. And she was trained under the phenomenal mindset and visionary of Dr. Patty Brenton. And just in closing notes, again, to my Peace Square listeners, thank you so much for for staying to the end. And I hope you found our conversation enlightening, fulfilling, and funny as hell, because I truly enjoyed it. Um, again, celebrate your sexual self, embrace your whole self. Uh, it's your connection to who you are and we're all sexual creatures and it's a pity that it's still despised. It's not about achieving an orgasm. It's more about experiencing an orgasm, surrounding yourself in the moment, staying in the now to experience your sexual journey. An orgasm is a natural reaction to the body when it's sexually charged, men and women. So stop beating yourself up. Stop the bucket load of sexual shame. Let's work together, love together, forgive together, and honor yourself Embrace yourself about your sexuality. And I definitely get want to say thank you to Lucy Rowett, who was just astonishing, beautiful spirit, who again is trained in clinical sexology and coactive coaching by the original pioneer of sex coaching, Dr. Patty Brenton. And I came across a beautiful quote I want to share with you by Dr. Brenton. And it's just phenomenal. And it says, I have always been an advocate and an activist for rights on the front line of social change. I am deeply spiritual and I've worked with energies all of my life. I have always known that our spirituality is an essential part of our human experience and that energy runs everything. This was what informed me or my creation of the MEBS and this M-E-B-E-S model of working with clients. And MEBS is an acronym, which is mind, emotions, body, energy, and spirit. I added spirit as I believe it is part of our sexual self. And it doesn't matter how you view spirit. It is that essence of self and that knowing. And in closing, life is short. This is also by Dr. Brenton. Life is short. I'm doing all I can in this lifespan. I am hopeful that through my speaking, books, media, live tapings, trainings, and especially through Sex Coach University and Sexology University, my message of positive, thriving, healthy sexuality will be fine, 
will find its reach. So I'm putting forth for that message to be heard loud and clear. I hope you got it through our interview today, uh, Lucy Rowett. And again, stay positive, tap into your positive energy, your sexual energy, because it's your required duty to enjoy your sexual journey. My peace, great community. I love you until next time. Stay hopeful, embrace yourself, love yourself, have orgasms.